0: It's that time of the week, opening up the Peacock and Williamson mailbag questions on Mike McDaniel's offense in Miami. And how can some other teams implement some of the things that are going on over there? And can Sean Payton and Russell Wilson turn around the Denver Broncos? Good opportunity this week. All that and more coming up on today's. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Appreciate all the everydayers out there. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Hit That notification and the thumbs up as well when you're there. We appreciate you. And of course, you can find us everywhere. You listen to your podcasts. All right. Lots of good questions, as always. Apologies to the ones we do not get to with all the uh, all the questions we get throughout the week. You can always drop it at any time while you're watching football on Sunday, whenever it is, or when we ask for those questions on Twitter at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL or drop a question in the YouTube comments as well. Let's start here, Matt. We've got actually a okay. pair of questions about the Miami Dolphins. They're the talk of the league after dropping 70 on the Broncos. I wouldn't expect 70 points every week, but clearly since Mike McDaniel showed up, uh, the Denver Broncos are doing something good on offense. Um, a, a pair of questions. Let's start here with Hoyt. He says, I'm spoiled by the Dolphins. Oh, must be a Dolphins fan, but I noticed how vanilla the looks are with the Bengals offense. Just have mm. Joe Burrow and Chase try to make plays essentially. And that, that's a lot of what it ended up looking like there in primetime this week on Monday night. Uh, his question is how difficult would it be for teams to implement similar wrinkles The Dolphins do motion, for example. They use more motion than any team in the league midseason. Other teams have to be seeing what San Francisco and Miami are doing and think, how can we add that to our offense? Uh, Another question along the lines of the Miami Dolphins offense from Crime Dog. He says, Miami's use of motion on offense has caught NFL D's by surprise. McVay's Rams did the same in the Super Bowl year against the Patriots and Belichick Flores completely shut them down. In, uh, in the Rams only scored three points. Why don't teams just copy this game plan against Miami since it's all Mike Shanahan's offense? So those are two separate questions. Let's start with the offensive side of things first, before we go to defending it second. So DeHoyt's question, Matt, why don't you just mid season say this is the best offense in the NFL. Let's copy what they're doing.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I definitely want to get to that, but he mentioned the Bengals because they are the opposite. And I want to mention them first because It's a little bit of an outdated philosophy that Cincinnati employs. I mean, they kind of are execution-based. You know, I mean, we have better players than you, so we're going to keep things pretty simple. And I also have been told, and and it adds up, that that's how Burrow wants to play. He wants to read it out, you know, like a really good example. And it doesn't seem like long ago, but in the world of offensive, you know, innovations, it is. Peyton Manning would line up. Marvin on one side, Wayne on the other, no motion, sit there and shotgun, play chicken with Ray Lewis until the ball snap, read yeah. out a defense, and you know, pick a pick, pick them apart to no end. And I think Burroughs kind of built similarly. I would like a little more innovation than what they do, but it's it's a different approach. It's a different quarterback. It's play into your quarterback's strengths,
0: you know. I think that's a really important note because every quarterback's different. Mm -hmm. And some quarterbacks don't want a bunch of motion and it muddies it for them in their picture, even though it's, it's muddying the defense as well, or it's telling you what the defense is doing and some for some quarterbacks. And and this is why offensive coordinators like it more than anything. And there's a lot of reasons to, to use motion to your advantage, but you know, you get it, you get a, you, the defense tells you what they're doing once you start moving motion around you start to see, okay, we've got man here, we got zone here. And so it's, so that's why offensive coordinators like it. That's why some Quarterbacks like it because you get clues on what's going on the other side of the ball, but some quarterbacks might not like it. So it sounds like Joe Burrow, uh, and I didn't know that about him, uh, prefers you know less motion. And I could see how you know different quarterbacks see things differently. And, and in one, in one way, it gives you a clear picture, and another way, it might muddy the picture for you.
1: Yeah, I would stand back in the shotgun, sit there and watch the clock go down and read this defense out. And I know this corner's coming, and I can communicate it all out. You know, Peyton Manning's a great example. Um, as for the Dolphins, step one, no one has their speed. I mean, if, if all of our teams decided to try to do that, it wouldn't be as deadly because they just don't have as much team speed at the skill position players. And frankly, there's nobody on the planet like Tyree Kill, and I've never seen a, a football player play faster than him. Like I, I always laugh at the, the next-gen stats, you know, Leonard Fournette was 21 miles an hour this week. He was the fastest guy on the field. I'm like, he wouldn't have beat Tyreek Hill in a race.
0: He got a nice runway and had a long yeah. run and was going fast, but it's build-up speed that's very different than play speed.
1: Very different. And nobody stops and starts like Tyreek. And, I mean, I think anyone that watched the guy play for two seconds understands what I'm talking about. So having him and them sure helps. Now, I also think – Next off season, maybe even as this year progresses, we'll definitely see more of it. You know, like maybe Tank Dell goes a round higher, or Calvin Austin, small fast dudes, maybe get higher in drafts going forward than they used to. The game's not as physical as it used to be.
0: We're seeing but, the two Atwells and the Tank Dell yeah, plan, yeah. and in Calvin Austin, we're seeing those guys have a have an opportunity to play a lot more and better this year, whereas twelve months ago. You know the guys are on IR. Guys are not getting used. It's like, yeah, I don't know about this whole 170 pound wide receiver thing. I don't know if it's going to work out. Some guys are 155 right. pounds, but uh, the, the, it's a big win for the little wide receivers this year.
1: Absolutely, and even A Chain. I mean, I mean, some of these guys that I talk about unlocked on Lockdown dynasty a lot. I'm really prejudiced against these really small players for fantasy, but I got to change my tune. Um, but here, here's the key though to me too, or a, another key is why why not just do what the Dolphins are doing. Because I think in order to run this type of motions, you know, not uh, 1980s a receiver jogs across the formation and somebody goes with them or they don't. I mean, to to execute it at the speed in which they do it took a lot of training camp reps. I mean, a lot of precision. And it also fits their quarterback really well.
0: I will say as far as changing direction midseason that – sure you could throw more emotion in and, and try to utilize mm-hmm. some of those things, but that's more of an off season project than a mid season project. Right, you work right, on right. so much throughout camp and you have your own philosophy that you've developed, developed for years if you're an offensive coordinator in the NFL and you don't just take a decade's worth of this and more of this honing of this offense that guys like Shanahan and McDaniel, who worked on it, worked on it together by the way, for a long time as assistants coming up um, you don't just gain that mid season and say, okay, everybody's on the same page. Now we're going to do this a whole bunch of motion. It's just, it's really an impossibility I think in a lot of ways. And you can, you could add a couple of wrinkles maybe, but you're you're not going to get anywhere close to where they're at because Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan have been working together since, 2005 or whatever on the Houston Texans staff mm-hmm. you know and there's all these stories and if you've never listened to it go check out I think uh, Jordan Rodriguez did it for uh, the Athletic the yes. uh, the play the play callers podcast it was a series of podcasts and, it, and it's about all these guys that came up together and it was an Iron Sharpens Iron thing with these guys arguing about how to call offenses and what plays work. And they're like dissecting each other's plays. You come up with a play, you bring it to Kyle and Kyle says, oh, well, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? It's not going to work because this, it's not going to work because of that. And this is years and years, decades now of these guys working together. Uh, And they were all together in Washington, McVay, Lafleur, Shanahan, McDaniel, all these guys were together. And so it started way back then. Uh, You had to start this 10 years ago. That's why these mm-hmm. guys specifically have the most motion in their offense because they worked together for a long time and they've worked on this and there's reasons why they're doing it. And even we're seeing in year two, it's taken for the dolphins to get to the next level with their offense because they've been working on it for now a second season. So it's not as easy as saying, Oh, this is cool. You can add a play here and there, I'm sure. But the entire offensive philosophy and adding all these, um, all these motions in and, and knowing why you're doing it and have your quarterback know why have the, the receivers that are motioning know why and the play caller. I mean, that's just, a, that's a big ask and, and really an impossibility. I think.
1: And take it a step further, I understand agree with everything you said and it is the Shanahan tree and especially the Niners right now have a wonderful thing going, but Mike McDaniel is a different beast. <laughs> I mean, he's taking things to another level Yes, in terms of creativity. Hey, I'm the head coach now. No one's telling me, no, everything's working. Let's try it, you know. I mean, kind of like Andy Reid. Like, let's do ring around the Rosie if we want. We'll do anything we want, you know.
0: I would love to know what plays McDaniel's running right now that he had taken to Kyle in the past, and Kyle's like, exactly. "No, nah, I don't like this because what? Why is this happening? I, I don't like this part here, you know." So that would be super interesting to to know because they those last guys work forever.
1: Last thing, too, I know someone asked us about you know practices during the uh, the season. We can get to that after the break or whatever. But I was sitting here thinking that. If the foundation, if you're the Tennessee Titans and the foundation of your running game is a power downhill, Derrick Henry, mash your face, blah, blah, blah. You can't practice that in OTAs and mini camps because you can't be physical. You're not in pads. But I can practice all this motion at full speed, you know, and get the timing down then, you know, months ago, six months ago.
0: That's a great point. I never thought about that. The, you can go motion crazy. You can practice speed mm-hmm. in shorts. You can't practice power I mean. in shorts as much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. Yeah, absolutely. And Tua is a really great fit for it, too, because that's his – Quick processor. He, yeah, he's a good processor. He's good with the in the short to intermediate area. You know, he's twitched up in that sort of a way as a mm. passer, whereas – and you kind of see it in, in, even in a 70-point game where some throws, is like – kind of dies at the end. He's not a big-armed guy. He's very different than Justin Herbert, very different than Josh Allen. Uh, but, you know, Brock Purdy's of the world and Tua's of the world, the timing-based systems and those Shanahan and uh, Shanahan and uh, McDaniel's offenses are – they're perfect fits for that kind of a scheme.
1: Definitely. I mean, Tua is a twitchy guy. He might not be fast, but he's twitchy. Right. He, he's a very quick thinker. He has excellent ball skills. No one thinks about that. Play fakes, things like that. Like, with all respect to Tua, and this is true for the opposite, if you asked him to be Carson Palmer – and five-step drop and drive throws down the field, he'd be a well below average quarterback. Or if you ask Carson Palmer to do this, it wouldn't go as well either. You know, I mean, play to your. And quarterback.
0: if Carson Palmer tried to do a no look shovel pass, he'd <laughs> right, get right. a bench, even though he's a starting quarterback, number one overall pick in the draft. And now they're asking the quarterback to do things like that.
1: Absolutely. So again, Manning, Burrow, just you know, they're different than Tua. You know,
0: yeah, very different. Okay. Uh, the, we still got to answer the defensive side of that. How do you defend against it? And I have actually have Oh, I don't know any. I
1: don't think anybody on the planet knows that. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's evidenced by. I have an
0: anecdote of where, how the Super Bowl part happened with the Pats against the the Rams, and why maybe that that doesn't play as well uh, right now in twenty twenty three. Jordan Love, uh, Peyton and Russ in Denver, all that and a whole bunch more next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for daily drafts on uh, the weekend or you're scouting the waiver wire, getting ready for a new week of fantasy football, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed fits on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And Vinny really likes... Jaguars wide receiver, Calvin Ridley. uh, The classic rebound and revenge opportunity in London, by the way, in week four, Sunday's matchup with the Falcons and the Jaguars. Ridley's been a little bit quiet in Jacksonville's passing game, slumping the last couple of weeks, but this is a big-time rebound plus revenge angle game, and I love the the home field advantage aspect for the Jaguars as well with quarterback Trevor Lawrence. A couple drops, one of them by Ridley, actually, and and I think Trevor Lawrence is performance was a lot better last week than people realize in a loss so bounce back time for the jaguars and calvin ridley on your daily fantasy roster Vinny Iyer from locked on fantasy football helping you win your fantasy championships and ebay motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit it's the same with your vehicle with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your car or truck stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I've used eBay Motors, got myself a fender flare, had a green check next to it, so I knew it was the perfect fit, slapped it on there, saved hundreds of dollars by doing it myself with eBay Motors. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So as for defending Mike McDaniel's offense and the Shanahan tree guys, McVay and all that, um, there was a story as well in that Play Callers episode. I keep wanting to call it Playmakers. Play Callers podcast. They talked about that very thing. And it's already widespread around the league. And in fact, Mike McDaniel has the guy that is the reason that the Rams were held to only three points in that Super Bowl against the Patriots. Because what the Patriots did is they saw the Rams earlier in the season have trouble with a certain team that was uh, coached by Vic Fangio. Yes, and so yes. that's exact the thing that that uh, Crime Dog is recommending teams do is exactly what Bill Belichick did in that Super Bowl. He looked through the the he looked through the tape of the Rams that year, said. This team did it the best against them. Let's defend them like that, which was Vic Fangio's defense, which Mike McDaniel now hired as his defensive coordinator in Miami. And so many teams are going to that style of defense because so many offenses are going to the Shanahan tree of of offenses and play callers there as well. So it's cyclical. And now there's the counter to that. I think we're seeing from those same offenses. So the adjustments to the adjustments phase is where we're at right now against the Shanahan tree, I think.
1: I didn't listen to those podcasts and I kind of regret it. And now I probably have to wait till the off season for me to do it. Cause I like to do more current podcast stuff. But um, the other thing I remember from that, you mentioned the Fangio thing. Like we can laugh at Matt Patricia as a head coach of the Lions. I mean, it was ugly, but the Lions either played them the week before or the week after and either took Fangio's ideas and took it a step further or put the, the 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 stuff in place, and Fangio took it a step further. So, from what I remember, Belichick had his buddy and Fangio to really draw his blueprint, add a little wrinkle here and there. But those Rams teams aren't doing Dolphin stuff. I mean, sort of, but it's not Tyree Hill screaming across the formation and you know running a four two.
0: Right, and just because you came from the same tree and might use a lot of the yeah. same terminology, and maybe, maybe uh, uh, to be honest with you, the, the 49ers offense and the, the Dolphins offense, even though they're very similar, and they use, they're use they the teams that use the motion the two most in the league, they're still not that similar because of the players. Nobody looks like Miami's Miami right because now. Of, you know, just a different play caller doing their own thing, and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you see. So it's not really that easy and that similar playing against every team, even though in, in some ways, you know what some of the rules are.
1: This sounds crazy, too, but I know other sports, you play back-to-back games or play hockey or basketball three or four times a week. So it seems like you have a lot of time to prepare for your opponent in the NFL. You really don't. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, their bodies have to heal. You really only get a couple decent practices and the unfamiliar opponent. That's why division games are weird. You know, coaches know coaches. If you only play the Dolphins once every three years or, you know, a couple times over a 10-year stretch, you haven't seen this, you know. I mean, and it's not as easy to prepare for as much time as people think.
0: And I'll say scheme – wouldn't have mattered. I, I think there, I think the heat was getting to the Denver Broncos oh, yeah. pointer. There was, their effort was really bad. It was just all bad. And mm-hmm. that leads us to uh, sharp sports 82. His question about uh, before joining the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton were viewed as being on career paths to be hall of famers. Could things go so badly in Denver this season and beyond to ruin their hall of fame odds. I think it's already happening for Russell Wilson. Uh, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is going to have to have a big career rebound to get in the hall. And uh, especially because all the other quarterbacks that are up for the hall and uh, it's going to be tough. He does have a Super Bowl, which is important. So does Sean Payton, but uh, this cannot help their, their cause. And for Sean Payton, he needed to go somewhere else and win Uh, going somewhere else and losing definitely hurts his opportunity as well. And they have to turn around something. That's the worst. That was the worst game we've seen this year. We talked and they're playing the bears this week, more on that in our, our six pack on tomorrow's episode, but can these guys turn it around? For just Hall of Fame – I mean, I think they're – we talked about this yesterday. I
1: think them and the Bears are the worst two teams in the league. And can they be better than that? Of course. I mean, they're not going to playoffs this year. They're in trouble. they got to find a quarterback, in my opinion, big picture. Peyton's not going anywhere. I mean, he's he's got as long a leash as anyone basically in the league, so he has time. However, I mean, I remember getting asked as soon as Denver traded for Wilson – hey, is he in the Hall of Fame if he quits today? And I thought the answer was yes then. But I don't know that I'm right about that. I mean, I don't know that he put enough money in the bank to say we can just ignore two or three not-so-great years, and his first year in Denver was flat-out bad. I mean, this year's just not so great. I mean, it's different than, like, OJ Simpson's last year with the Niners or Franco Harris's last year, Emmitt with the Cardinals. You know, they had enough money in the bank. You know what I mean? I don't know that Wilson does. And he's, you know, they didn't give up the whole house to get him, you know, get the OJ and Franco and, you know, Emmitt.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know what it is about Russell Wilson, and and maybe it says more about Pete Carroll than anything else, Mm -hmm. but... That, you know, he came in and they wanted him to lose a little weight, be a little bit more dynamic, like he was younger in his career. And he looked like he was in great shape and lost some weight, and you know, looked in the preseason and early on like he was moving around a little bit better. And it's like, okay, he's got some weapons at wide receiver that maybe it's turning out to be a little bit overrated potentially. Um, and maybe it's just going to take more than one year for Sean Payton. But Hackett didn't get a yeah. full year, you know. So um, I think money and and uh, reputation is going to earn Payton a lot longer leash than Hackett had. But at some point you got to turn this thing around. And it might be you're you're so bad you have no chance, no choice but to draft a different quarterback and go a new direction for for Peyton and whoever, you know, follows him potentially in Denver. But it, it doesn't look good for the current group right now.
1: Peyton has more time, leeway, to cement his Hall of Fame case. But I don't know that he was a no-brainer if he never came back.
0: Yeah, because it's not like Russell Wilson can fail here, go somewhere else, and then in eight years still be. A starting exactly. quarterback. Right. you know with sean payton good
1: yeah i mean payton could turn this into a playoff team in two years and we're like oh he's a really good coach
0: all right next we got questions about the cowboys the raiders and jordan love and the packers next today's episode of peacock and williamson is brought to you by jace medical and the jace case Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Storms, shortages, we've gone through pandemics. Maybe you're just somewhere with the family and you're camping and you have no cell service and you have an emergency. Jake, Jace Case makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy med- medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care for whatever your personal needs might be. So don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E-Medical.com to get $20 off with code locked on. I want to go to the YouTube comments here with a question. Uh, okay. and this one's from Vinster. He says, I'm surprised how much of a pass the Cowboys have gotten everywhere as their defeat puts their wins against two horrible New York teams into perspective.
1: Hmm. This isn't at all the answer to the question, but I just want to throw it out there because I don't know that we've brought it up here. We mentioned yesterday, I'm not sure if the Cardinals stink, you know, that they're way better than the consensus 32nd team in the league, of course, and their offense is like sixth or seventh in EPA right now, which is nuts. But I'm not not trying to wash away all the wonderful things they've done considering their expectations. But I also think it's noteworthy that Gannon, the former defensive coordinator of the Eagles, got to play three NFC East teams in a row. You know, we talk about familiarity. Like, he knew those teams extremely well, and I think that helped their cause. Okay, side note. Um, I think we said this yesterday. You know, like, in the power rank world, I always used to make the joke, if these two teams played 111 times at Wichita in Wichita, Kansas, how, what's the, the, the final score, the outcome? And I still think Dallas wins 80, 88 of them, 90 of them. You know, I mean, a high percentage. Things went poorly for them. Dak threw an awful, awful interception. They were one and five, one for five in the red zone. Their defense couldn't stop the run. You know, like giving them an excuse. I mean, a pass. I don't know. If we're giving them a pass. It's a horrific loss, but I think it's a little more of a one-off than before. But it's a good point. They abused two awful teams.
0: But right. So at them. this point you're you're looking at the Cowboys you're like, "Okay, uh, okay. yeah, red flag." You gotta somebody, you got to meet somebody. They got the Niners coming up in week 5. Uh hmm. blanking on who the Cowboys are playing this week. Let me let me double I'll check. Oh, look real quick. They are
1: Patriots at in Dallas.
0: Okay. So you definitely not going to be a powerhouse offense. Probably going to be a low mm-hmm. scoring affair there. Uh, but a well-coached team. And I think that's what we've yeah. seen in the Arizona Cardinals. They've gone from being, uh, I think they had bad coaching to now, um, you know, at least a, an NFL coach. And I think offensive coordinator Drew Petzing. if it continues this way, he's got Joshua Dobbs as one of the highest-ranked quarterbacks in the league right now. It's something I did not see coming, especially with the weapons on offense. A good offensive line play, though, I think is is one of the keys for the Arizona Cardinals offense right now. Um and so who BP, knows? My my
1: apologies cuz I did about 8 different shows yesterday. I'm pretty yeah. sure you said could have been another co-host. My apologies, but maybe what we found out about the Cardinals is Kingsbury was just terrible. How bad? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Which is yeah. very possible.
0: I, I think that's part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? Maybe Drew Petzing is the next, uh, you know, hot name. I'll give you another hot name, actually. Uh, there's a couple of them. There's uh, Johnson in in Detroit, right? And I mm-hmm. think he got some head coach interviews already this last past hiring so. cycle, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. And then uh, here's another one. If you want to, there's only one offensive mind left, Matt, that was in Washington with Shanahan, McVeigh, Lafleur, McDaniel. That's Bobby Slowick, who. Mm. Yeah, has a young quarterback playing pretty well in C.J. Stroud, the offensive coordinator right now for the Houston Texans. Now he was a defense, a really young defensive assistant in Washington. His father, former defensive coordinator for the Bears, the Packers. The Bears might be looking for an offensive coach at some point. Bobby Slowick's an interesting name because then he went to the the Shanahan. For, he went to PFF first as an analyst, mm. by the way. Then went to San Francisco and uh, worked his way up on the offensive side when he was a defensive assistant earlier in his career. Uh, he started off on the defensive side of the 49ers as well, then went to passing game coordinator, and now he's offensive coordinator. So um, there's there some interesting young offensive coach names that could be brought up in the next hiring cycle. Just wanted to point that out. That's um, a good
1: one you brought up. I've been doing yeah. – Steelers are going to Houston this week, so I've been doing Texans homework for like over a week now, and they're, they're on the right path.
0: Yes. And uh, anyway, so – yeah, uh, Cowboys, we're, we're giving you a side-eye right now. Let's see something mm-hmm. from you. Uh, speaking of uh, New York teams, how about the Jets? Michael says, are the Jets tanking, or do either of you see a strategy to starting Zach Wilson again?
1: I think they're out of options. I mean, i got to be honest, I'm a little shocked that they haven't signed Carson Wentz. I mean, we uh, there's some names that you could trade for, but like, Minshew they needed you know Hal's taking a beating can you would you want to part with Brissett? it's a little early to go down the Cousins train and you don't have that money so I mean I guess you could get a Trubisky and Winston was another one I was thinking of and now he's starting but is Trubisky going to make you that much better that it's worth giving up a fourth round pick I mean is he any better than Zach Wilson maybe a little but and I guess there is some news that I don't believe that Rodgers could come back this year I don't think that's true yeah. but uh, uh, i i don't think there's yeah. many options I, I would have signed carson wentz
0: they signed trevor simeon or at least right. physical. i think right now uh colin kaepernick wrote a letter to the jets to ask to be signed to oh, the practice it? squad uh, i doubt that's gonna happen simeon <laughs> might take crazy. over as a starter before long i mean mostly been that bad you know, Simeon, if he's just backing up Zach, and Zach's been bad. And, I mean, it's just so hard to bring someone in off the street that's going to be so much better than the guy you have. And But Zach might prove that he's so bad that they have to try to do something. And you do have to try to do something if you're the Jets. Mm-hmm. It starts with Simeon here. I'm sure they've had trade conversations that might be more difficult to get that done this early before the deadline. And then by the deadline, maybe it doesn't make sense anymore because you've lost too many games. So they're just in a tough spot.
1: They really are. I mean, their offense is awful, and there's no real easy way out of it.
0: I don't think they're tanking, and I understand why no. the guy that you have in that you drafted high, you still hoped that he would show you something and he was your best option immediately, and it turns out that wasn't a great option.
1: And now the, the thing you worried about most, like coming out of camp, was is this offensive line good enough? Well, the answer looks like no, and they're shuffling guys all over the place. I mean, even if it was Rodgers, that line would be bad right now.
0: Josh asks, is Jordan Love being undervalued this year? both in terms of fantasy and real NFL performance?
1: Fantasy, no, because he's thrown a lot of touchdowns. I don't have that number in front of me, but I think he's near the top of the league in touchdown throws. And so he's getting a lot of points. I think he's a better fantasy player than real-life quarterback, I guess is why I'm saying that, because of the you know the, the touchdowns. and And he also will get Aaron Jones and Watson back, it sounds like maybe even this week, possibly Thursday night. Is he being undervalued overall? I'm a believer, and I wasn't in him, him coming out of school. I mean, it took this off season until I became a love believer. And I'm not taking it away from Tua either, but I do think Green Bay's scheme has helped him dramatically, but that's just called good coaching. So
0: I think he's I properly mean, rated. I think what he's doing with all the young wide receivers. Impressive, yeah. yeah, it is pretty impressive. Uh, he's he's third in in touchdown passes. He's got seven touchdown passes to only one interception, so that's really yeah. good. He's not turning the yeah. ball yeah. over. Kirk leads the league of nine. Tua has eight, and then uh, Mahomes and Love both have seven touchdown passes. Um, he's got a really low completion percentage, 53.1. But he's got, I think, if not the highest, one of the highest average depth of targets in the NFL. So uh, he's he's chucking it uh, around the yard a little bit. So maybe that's what you look at with Jordan Love is, is they're making big plays. Maybe they do need to target some higher percentage throws and instead of being a big play offense, be a little bit more efficient. So maybe that's what you'd be looking for with Jordan Love. Um, I I think he's properly rated right now, but I think most people are rating him as, okay, cool. He's good. And he's fine right now. And, and he's not a star, but maybe he could continue to progress and you add big play with, you know, maybe getting Christian Watson back plus efficiency. Who knows? Maybe he is a star. Maybe
1: I'm a little shocked by this because I pulled up EPA and just sorted by EPA per play by quarterback and it goes Tua, Purdy love Mahomes Herbert. I mean, he's third right now in EPA per play, which again is, is pretty telling. I don't look at him in that light. So maybe right. I should a little bit more, not like he's a top three guy, but maybe he's 10th, you know, and he's, I only, look at him as 15th
0: and he, he's, he's well below most of the quarterbacks starting quarterbacks this year in attempts uh mm-hmm. and so you know a lot of running the ball a lot of play action trying to go over the top big plays that's kind of what it's looked like this year and he's hit a lot of them um but yeah. if, you, if you're just looking at completion percentage and, and passing yards which a lot of people do then i'd say probably J- jordan love is underrated because his the offense he's yeah. put together the points he's put on the board is much better than what it looks like if you just looked at yards where it's you know pr- pretty low and, and completion percentage, percentage which is also pretty low especially with what he's working with with uh, the young receivers he has
1: the young receiver points a great one because he doesn't have stefan diggs aj brown Devonte adams you know i mean some established stud that makes quarterbacks look better
0: i mean and by the way the, we're seeing an insane like quarterback rating And I feel like half the league is like 99 or above quarterback rating. And there's five guys that are over 70% completion percentage right now. One of them is Joshua Dobbs, Tua, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Lamar Jackson is 73.3 completion percentage right now. It's 20% higher, uh, 20 points higher than than Jordan Love's is. Jordan Love is is all the way down here just ahead of Zach Wilson. 53.1 for Jordan Love, the 34th ranked starter this year. Is uh, last is Zach Wilson fifty two point four completion percentage, but Zach Wilson has twice as many interceptions as touchdowns, and uh, is is he's so he's not making the efficient plays or the big plays. Jordan loves making a lot of big plays, and uh, guess who's third to last thirty two in the league is Joe Burrow right now fifty five point four completion. Yeah. So all those guys below Justin Fields, and and we know what the Bears disaster is looking like.
1: Yeah, interesting. I mean, I, I'm shocked that the completion percentages are that high across the league. Um, Interesting stuff. I mean, we don't have time for all this, but but Mike Sando, a friend of the podcast, put out something last week or early this week about how quarterbacks in the league are younger than at any point in NFL history. You know, like all the rivers and bends and breezes are gone. The luck generation was just like a miss. You know, there's not many in the Wilson Cousins age. So the stars are not even hitting their prime yet, maybe,
0: you know, yeah. and like those drafts, 21 yeah. draft is like, oh, man, five first rounders. Ah, uh, nope. Only one of them's good. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. Right. The other thing is like you think you're going to replenish all this young talent, generational drafts that don't don't turn out to be generational after all. Uh, so I want to end it here. This is uh, going to be a teaser, but the Phoenix asks, what's your over under on Lions Packers and why? Well, we're going to get to that on Thursday's yeah. uh, episode, which is our Thursday night preview of Lions Packers, plus our six pack of favorite games from Sunday as well. And our favorite picks from Sunday. So that will be tomorrow's episode. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast network. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts, Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.